Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the book Leonardo da Vinci. As we all know, Leonardo da Vinci was a prominent artist and scientist of the Renaissance, as well as a true genius. But in the eyes of Walter Isaacson, the author of this book, we should be wary of the word genius, because slapping the genius label on Leonardo oddly minimizes him by making it seem as if he were touched by lightning. In fact, Leonardo's impressive painting skills didn't result from a natural talent, but from his decades-long observation of nature as well as his research and experiments in various fields of study. His intense observation of movements allowed his paintings to be realistic and lively. His study of anatomy contributed to the mysterious facial expressions of his subjects. His knowledge of geometry created the perfect combination of art and science. Leonardo's scientific exploration was initially done for the purpose of artistic creation, but later on, his primary motivation was to satisfy his curiosity. He asked questions like why is the sky blue? What does the tongue of a woodpecker look like? His questions referred to various fields of study, and he was able to make innovative observations on anatomy, physics, botany, architecture, geology, and military engineering. And all these were reflected in more than 7,200 pages of his manuscripts that have been preserved to this day. Isaacson started from these notes and wrote this biography. As paper was relatively expensive at the time, Leonardo crammed every inch of those pages with his cross-disciplinary mental leaps and meticulous drawings. With a keen eye, Isaacson dissected these complicated notes, showing us the reasons behind Leonardo's thoughts and actions, as well as his colorful inner life. Isaacson is a renowned American biographer. His past resume includes serving as the managing editor of Time magazine, the chairperson and CEO of CNN, and the president and CEO of the Aspen Institute. He is an excellent writer of the biographies of geniuses. His best-selling biographical works include Benjamin Franklin, An American Life, Einstein, His Life and Universe, and Steve Jobs. You can also find bookies for his other books. Like Leonardo, they were all interdisciplinary geniuses, excelling in various fields. Next up, Let's explore Leonardo's life and discover the secret of how he went from an ordinary person to a genius. We'll cover the major content of this book in the following three sections. In part one, we'll start from Leonardo's personal life to find out the reason why he became such a fascinating figure. In part two, we'll adopt a scientific perspective to learn about his curiosity and fantasies. In part three, We'll look at the perspective of art and talk about his techniques as an artistic perfectionist. The name of Leonardo da Vinci suggests that Leonardo was born in Vinci, a little town in the Italian region of Tuscany. He was born in 1452 to a family who produced generations of notaries and enjoyed local fame. However, the family legacy didn't do much to benefit Leonardo, because he was an illegitimate son. He could neither receive formal education nor inherit anything from his father. Nevertheless, Leonardo was able to enjoy a carefree childhood. Spared from being trained to accept scholasticism, he had more opportunities to get close to nature and to find satisfaction in the exploration of knowledge through observing nature. 
Leonardo lived with his grandparents until he was five. The old couple's passion for nature and leisurely lifestyle left a profound impact on Leonardo. For example, his love of nature allowed him to retain the tenderness and kindness of his personality. He even became a strict vegetarian subsequently, because he discovered through observation that animals could feel pain just like men did. Besides his nice personality, Leonardo was also physically attractive. He was usually properly dressed in vibrant colors, had naturally handsome looks, and always looked impressive. He followed this rule of life, one must apply the greatest artistry in three things, walking in the city, riding a horse, and speaking. This statement was made by Leonardo's idol Leon Battista Alberti, also a Florentine Renaissance man. Alberti wrote a classic work titled On Painting, in which he made in-depth studies of painting techniques and perspectives. His theories influenced Leonardo's later works of art. Among them, The Last Supper and Mona Lisa are the two most typical examples that represent perspective, which have been continuously studied by enthusiastic researchers of later generations. Leonardo relocated to Florence with his father when he was 12. That was during the 1460s, the Renaissance was in its heyday in this city with talents from all walks of life gathered there. The academic atmosphere whether artistic or technical was quite strong, offering Leonardo great learning opportunities. The third year Leonardo was in Florence, his father found him a job as an apprentice in Andrea del Verrocchio's workshop. Verrocchio was already an established artist, sculptor, and goldsmith in Florence. From him, Leonardo learned various techniques of painting and sculpting, such as chiaroscuro, sfumato, and representation of people in motion. Most importantly, he learned to apply geometry in the creation of artwork, which later became a prominent feature of his paintings. Verrocchio's artistic drive and his pursuit of perfection also subtly influenced Leonardo. Thanks to his curiosity and keen observation that he had retained from childhood, Leonardo soon surpassed his master through diligent study. He spent a lot of time observing the world around him, trying to figure out how to show a perfect representation in his painting. When studying perspective, he pondered questions like why is the sky blue? After he found the scientific answer, the sky in his painting started to have a kind of realistic haziness with rich layers and hues, which was an innovative painting technique at that time. So, if you are wondering what makes a person a genius, Leonardo's story tells us that curiosity and observation are the most fundamental qualities of a genius. Over 7,200 pages of notes embodied Leonardo's years of observations and reflections. Among those notes, some were loose sheets presented in a large format, used for engineering or graphic design. Some were small volumes that he carried around to make field notes, to-do lists, and character sketches. His notes were always objective and meticulous, showing no traits of his inner world. His notes covered an enormously wide range of topics, including clothing, food, accommodation, transport, anatomy, mechanics, and, of course, art. Such extensiveness and richness in imagination has been rare throughout all of human history. As someone put it, they are the most astonishing testament to the powers of human observation and imagination ever set down on paper. Researchers believe that these notes represent about one quarter of what Leonardo actually wrote, and the rest has probably been lost to history. Or maybe they are in different corners of the world, 
in the private collections of Leonardo's biggest fans. From his notes, we can find another tool for becoming a genius, experimentation. When Leonardo departed for Milan, at the age of 30, he devised a type of odometer to calculate the distance between Florence and Milan. It measured distance by counting the turns of a vehicle wheel, and the result was quite accurate. Leonardo was both a handyman and a proponent of experimenting. He designed flying machines, despite the fact that he lacked the mathematical talent of Copernicus or Galileo. With no theoretical foundation in medical science, he confirmed a hypothesis about heart valves and a hypothesis about the retina with his experiments. In fact, his experimental logic was as simple as just two words, patterns and analogies. Before he reached for a conclusion, he usually repeated his experiments two or three times, observing whether or not the results were identical. Now you may have seen why Isaacson said we should be wary of labeling Leonardo as a genius, because that diminishes the importance of his keen observations and passion for experimenting. His endless curiosity about the world and his ability to design experiments based on his ideas was the source of Leonardo's never-ending creativity. In fact, people have attached many different labels to Leonardo. Besides memorable titles like artist, scientist, and genius, he had other labels that made him a misfit. These included being left-handed, a tendency for procrastination, and the fact that he was gay. Now, we will explore the other side of Leonardo. Being left-handed was regarded as a sign of a lack of intelligence, but Leonardo didn't let that stop him. It set him apart from other people. His artwork and writing were all created from right to left, a practice called mirror script writing. And that made his style very hard to imitate. In comparison, his procrastination brought him trouble. Maybe it was because he had such a strong curiosity that Leonardo was easily distracted. Due to this, he was unable to focus on his painting for a long time. Or maybe it was because of his tendency for perfection that he often stopped in the middle of working to experiment with better techniques. As a result, his propensity to procrastinate was infamous all over town. When Leonardo was commissioned to paint the Adoration of the Magi by a local monastery, he was required to sign a contract to ensure that he could deliver the painting within a certain period of time, or he would be forced to forfeit whatever he had done and get no compensation. Nevertheless, he left the painting unfinished in the end and even owed the monastery a barrel of wine. Also, when he was painting the Last Supper, he sometimes made only one paint stroke a day as he wanted to make his painting perfect. Speaking of Leonardo's homosexuality, we must talk about Salai, Leonardo's most important companion. When Leonardo was 38, the 10-year-old Salai became his assistant, pupil, and later his lover. Influenced by thoughts originating from the Renaissance at the time, a cult of Plato was arising among some Renaissance humanists, and therefore masculine love was not despised. For this reason, Leonardo was able to openly admit his affection for the young handsome Salai. As a Renaissance writer put it, masculine love is solely the product of merit which joins together men of diverse feelings of friendship, so that they may from a tender age arrive at manhood as stronger friends. Salai left his mark not only on Leonardo's emotional world but also on his paintings and drawings. Before he met Salai, Leonardo often drew old men with a formidable frown, a jutting chin, an aquiline nose, 
and a nutcracker profile. Now, Leonardo's doodles and drawings began to feature a boy who is softer, fleshier, and a bit sultrier. That may be the nourishing power that love has over art. In fact, the name Salai was a nickname given by Leonardo, meaning little devil. Salai earned this nickname because he had some bad habits. As soon as he moved in with Leonardo, Salai stole some money from him. And when Leonardo took him to dinner in someone else's house, he behaved rudely. Nevertheless, Leonardo still indulged him. Even when Leonardo was at his lowest point, he was willing to spend money to buy pretty clothes for Salai, giving him the best that life could offer. When Leonardo died, he left Salai several of his paintings, including the Mona Lisa. We now have an overall impression of the first half of Leonardo's life. He was a graceful, respected artist. He became a genius by virtue of his curiosity and passion for experimentation. In his amazing notebooks, he kept records of his observations and experiment findings. In addition to these attributes, he had some unusual traits, like being left-handed, procrastination, and being a homosexual. All these features added dimensions to his personality. Next, let's continue to explore the scientific world of Leonardo. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.